All right, here we go. Today is part two of my conversation with the one and only amazing, beautiful, lovely Aubrey Hooper, my soulmate. And again, whether you are in a marriage, a relationship, or you hope to one day have either of those things, today's episode is for you. As always, thank you so much for everyone who is listening and tuning in and sharing and liking and reviewing the podcast. It helps so much. And just in case you don't make it to the end of the episode, we have a very special project that we're working on for all you married people out there. I will give a little more detail at the end here, but if you're interested and you can't wait, go to playtheory.org slash opt in and you'll get on a wait list for a very cool experience we are building for couples and you'll be the first to hear about it. So here we go. Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. So now let's talk about accept and build. Mm -hmm. Because once you've let go and played, you've had fun, it's really important to accept and build. And so there's two perspectives we could take here with this. One's a grander scale or perspective and just in general, just rolling with the punches and how important that is in marriage. And and so maybe that's a good place to start. Crap happens. (laughs) That's all. That's just the sentence. No, um, things happen. Things don't go your way. We've talked about disappointment and hardship and trauma in previous episodes. And tons of that happens in marriage. And it's so important that... You just roll with those punches. Mm -hmm. And the second you start rejecting things that are happening in your marriage or things aren't going the right way, and you're just looking for the flaws and you're blocking the situations and opportunities that are coming, it's just not fun to be in that energy and and to be exuding that energy. Yes. I love this. I love what you're saying. It's one of the four predictors of divorce that the Gottman Institute talks about is stonewalling, this like rejection of everything your spouse is doing. So it's so good to be able to accept the offers your spouse is sending your way. And obviously, maybe let's run through some different examples of how do you accept something your spouse is offering you when you don't want it. So say like you say, let's go for a hike this morning. Yeah. I'm not in the mood to go on a hike right now. Let's see. I got little sleep because a baby was wanting milk all night long or something. Well, well hey, actually, this is really close to home because we recently did a camping trip. Yes. And we had been trying to go on a camp out for months well years at this point we she (laughs) mentioned earlier that i awoken this outdoorsy side of her and we did some really outdoorsy things early on but then we just didn't get around to it to camping to camping yeah for for years we'd do hikes and stuff but camping and we had all the stuff and it just every time we were going to go camping it was just like something would come up or people were feeling off or i had to work a little later and we were getting a late start and there was just it, it just wasn't happening yes and then finally we were just like we were like okay I think we need to go camping this week. Mm-hmm. And then the day came and it was feeling... It was just crazy. And we were getting out, like, we were prepping. 
to get out the door and it still took us way too long to get out the door and we're like, okay, by the time we get there, it's going to be almost dark. We're going to have to set up camp. Are we going to pick up food on the way there or start a fire? How did we... How did we accept and build on that? Yeah, and this is interesting, right? Because we actually delayed one night. Mm-hmm. We said, okay, you know what? It is a little crazy, but let's get our bearings. Let's plan it out well, and mm-hmm. then let's go the following day. Mm-hmm. But we really committed, and even that day, it was there was still some opposition. It wasn't as bad, but <laughs> we made it happen. We committed to it because it was something we wanted to do. And even though we postponed one day, what we did do to accept and build on yeah. that was we went out and we got prepared and we actually made sure we had the food. Yes. You got together this amazing like campfire casserole, which everyone listening, if your mouth's not watering, then you're not imagining a tasty enough casserole because it's not going to sound tasty as I describe it. <laughs> it was tater tots and little smokies and cheese and sauce. It was delicious. Anyway, and, and my wife's an amazing cook. But yeah, we accepted and built on that and we just decided to, no matter how hard it was, we got out the door and we had an amazing time. Yeah. And there was, there was some hard stuff. I think the girls, we got to bed pretty late. I think it was like 10 PM finally (laughs) when the girls went down and it wasn't like perfect. Everyone wasn't in a perfect mood, but as we let go and play, that was a big part of that, Mm -hmm. but also just accepted and built. On the, on the way, as each of the life's little obstacles come came up, we all had an amazing time, and the girls are so excited to go camping again, and now all of our camping stuff is more put together and organized, and so it's going to be easier for us to get out the door. And that's the beautiful part of that. I actually want to go more granular now yes. with Accept and Build, because I love what you were saying about your spouse and accepting and building on them. Mm. Because, and this has to do, all the principles tie into each other. So you can't talk about one without the other. But in letting go of those little annoyances, like we were just talking Mm -hmm. about, it's so important to accept your spouse for who they are. And try and build them up. And try to build them from where they are. Yes. And I know this was actually something, I'm going to get vulnerable here. This was something that I've struggled with. I'm a very purpose-driven, achievement-based individual. I'm a high achiever. And sometimes I would let that creep in to where I was wanting to push you. And it was making you feel invalidated in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. And it was causing a a lot of problems and a lot of emotional walls, right? A lot of friction. And that was when I learned that I have to accept and build upon you. And it sounds crazy to say that out loud because I I married you and I love you for you. But I think sometimes in the pursuit of excellence, it can feel that way. Yeah, I think everyone has at some point fallen into the trap of trying to change your spouse. Yeah. I think yep. that's something <laughs> that everyone in marriage has experienced. And it's, yeah, I think it is important to remember you fell in love with them for them and they will never change until you accept them it's the psychological reactance you know where when someone is telling us what to do naturally we fight back against that we are beings that like freedom of choice and so when someone is trying to impose or force something upon us we naturally fight back to that so once you accept your spouse and try to build them up naturally they will 
try and this is going to sound weird, but they are going to try and stay in your good graces more than they would be yep. if you were trying to shame them or manipulate them into changing where they're just going to start feeling really resentful. And while I don't care what you want because you don't like me, you don't love me. Well, and we've both done that Mm -hmm. in different seasons of our marriage where we've tried maybe, I I don't like the word nagging because I don't feel like that's always accurate, Mm -hmm. but but trying to impose the the goal Mm -hmm. on them. I know I've done that to you. Oh, we've both done that. Yes, I have done that. And then in other seasons of our marriage, we've also just taken that step back and done the accept and build Mm -hmm. thing where it's like, hey, I love you. Like, How can I support you? Yes, yes. And that is such an important thing too is what do you want? What are you trying to accomplish? I ask that to you, my Mm -hmm. spouse, and then I just support you in that. And I accept that where you are and then I I try to help you build. But it's never our place to try to fix our spouse. And I want to praise your humility. A few weeks ago, you did such a beautiful example of this where there's a weakness of mine that I've been struggling with and I know it's something that's difficult for you but every week we have a feedback session where we give each other there's another this is this is yeah this is another (laughs) pro tip but we give each other feedback you said how can I help support you in this thing and I told you and we did it and it was like we saw these profound results from it and it was amazing and we both benefited from it and it's yeah, it's such a powerful thing to come from a place of trying to cheer your spouse on and build them up and be their cheerleader rather than trying to yeah, be the opposite of those things. Yeah, and again, we're not perfect at this stuff no, and our marriage no, no, no. is not perfect, but for quite a while I had taken that approach of trying to do the nudge nudge elbow. Yeah. Like, hey, can we work on this a little bit? And it just wasn't helpful. And then yeah, a few weeks ago, I, I felt that I needed to do it differently. And so that was when I asked you and we had this huge breakthrough with yes. that thing. And so and, and that's going to be, I think, probably with our parenting episode. We'll share more about that yes. story because it has to do with, with parenting. And anyway, it was, it's an amazing yes. experience. But so accept and build is so important. Mm-hmm. You have to accept your spouse for who they are and, and build them. And I think it is your responsibility to build only after you've accepted them for who they are. Mm -hmm. And your spouse should never be a project. And obviously, we have to give the caveat here that there are just major, major things that are non-negotiable in a marriage that Mm -hmm. you don't have to accept and and that that are very harmful and toxic in a marriage. Well, I would say I think the way you accept that is you accept the reality of what's going on, be that a negative reality or a positive reality. That's a good point. And then you build on that reality that you have. That's a great uh, caveat that also applies to accept and build. You have to accept the situation for what it is. You can't live in denial. Accept and build, huge. On the individual level, and then just in general being optimistic, rolling with the punches, um, such a huge part of a successful and happy, thriving marriage. The last principle, look outward. This principle is... (laughs) obviously so key to marriage. And again, I I promise I'm not trying to get any special cookies baked or anything for my wife here, but she really is just so amazing at look outward. And I, I think asking what is needed, being a team player, thinking of their needs 
and how you can pull your weight. There's so many angles to take with look outward. How would you share the importance of look outward in marriage off the top of your head? Happiness in life isn't found in self-gratification and serving yourself constantly. And there is such deep joy in focusing on the needs of another and trying to serve those needs. Whether that be your spouse, whether that be at a local food bank, whether that be a neighbor, whether whoever it is, looking outside of yourself, it, it gives substance to yourself. And I am not going to remember off the top of my head who said this, but someone once said, when you serve other people, it is easier to find yourself because there is more of yourself to find because it yes. adds it adds substance to your soul to look outward and in marriage that is very much true because there's so many different ways to say this from different cultures and faith traditions but what goes around comes around what you give is what you get do unto others as you would have them do unto you however you say that i think all of us in the world believe that we need to act in such a way that it's how we hope that it's what we hope we get out of life as well. And I think it's just happiness insurance. Oh, that's good. Happiness insurance. Oh, thanks, love. I love that. I, I have so many thoughts about that, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say selfishness is the first act of the play of tragedy in every case. And in, in every case. And in marriage especially. Like... Selfishness precedes every sad, tragic outcome in a marriage. Mm -hmm. And I say that confidently because you can always stem it back to one or both individuals, both spouses looking inward. Mm -hmm. And that just causes problems. And I think it's an increasingly self-interested culture that we live in. And I know social media takes a lot of heat, maybe rightly so, for perpetuating that. But in marriage, I think it is such a great tool to refine that and to flex that muscle of service and looking outward. And you're not going to be happy unless you are serving your spouse. And again, I'm stealing concepts from the Magnetic Marriage Program. It's so good. You really got to check it out. You want to create that magnetism mm -hmm. between the two of you. And if you're being selfish and self-interested and inwardly focused, you create a repellent rather than a magnetism. And it's just so crucial. And the little things go a long way in a marriage. And just a simple foot rub, just flowers on a special day. I'm trying to think of the exact phrase. This is another Gottman Institute thing, but small things frequently. It doesn't have to be giant all the time yes but just little things like i appreciated that you did this morning just specific compliments i thank you so much for doing what you do to help our family whatever that is thank you thank you for that for looking in my eyes this morning i really just felt your love as you looked at me whatever it is just trying to show gratitude trying to serve, trying to ask yourself instead of what do I want my spouse to do, 
ask yourself, what is significant to my spouse? What? Because oftentimes it's different things. You could go yes. about doing all the things you wish your spouse could do for you, and it's really just not going to do it for them. Well, they're going to, oh, that was nice. If you're married and you haven't taken the love languages test, yeah, I think go take that immediately. Just pause this right now and go do that. <laughs> it's funny. I like, there's no, like, there haven't been like a lot of studies around the love languages. But I've never heard a therapist say anything. <laughs> but like, all oh, love languages is just truth. It's just good. It's helped so many marriages. So yeah, go take that test. And, and yeah, and that's a great point too, because you might be trying to look outward in a way that's not fulfilling to your spouse. Mm -hmm. You might be thinking, and again, if you haven't taken the love languages, you'll take it soon. But yeah. if your love language is gift giving and your spouse's is quality time and you're just buying them gifts and flowers trying to look outward, it's not going to have the same impact. Yeah. And so it's important to get to know your spouse and what their needs are and then look outward in that way. Something else that I just want to highlight and emphasize here while we're talking about look outward in performance improv, we used this phraseology a lot when we talked about look outward mm -hmm. and it was make your partner look good. You are the master of that. You are... Neil is so good. When he's around other people, he is always trying to make them look good. And I really appreciate about that about you. If you re-listen to this episode, you'll notice it. He's been doing it the whole episode long. It's just natural for him. I love that about you. Well, that's very good. I think it, it takes one to know one for sure. And you are also amazing at that. And that is the most beautiful relationship to be in when you're both just trying to constantly make the other person look good and build each other up and listen to each other's ideas and accept those ideas and like when you're just in this constant giving and building state with each other that's bliss what more do you want in your marriage than to experience that and yeah just once again it's so important to remember that's not a natural state it's a state no. that you have to practice, but the more you practice it, it's a muscle and the easier it gets. And it's just a joyful way to lead life. You want to make those pathways in your brain so that your brain finds it very easy to do those things instead of criticizing, instead of yes. complaining, instead of all the things you might do in marriage. Practice gratitude, practice looking outward, practice accepting your spouse, accepting what your spouse is offering. Whatever it is, the more you practice those things, the easier it will get and the happier your life will be. And the more you do that, the more it's reciprocated. Yes. The more you make your partner, your spouse look good, that they're going to reciprocate that. And it's this beautiful, I was going to say downward spiral. That's not the right way. Upward spiral. It's a beautiful upward spiral. Yes. And it just perpetuates. And I just love that concept of make your partner look good, both publicly and in private. In private. And especially when you're talking to friends, when your spouse isn't around or family, the temptation might sometimes be to not... To gossip, to, to yeah. get validation from your friends about why you should be able to feel this righteous indignation towards your spouse or whatever. That is poison for your marriage. And if your goal is to have a good marriage, stop it. Don't let it happen because <laughs> it's a choice. Don't open your mouth to other people about the petty moments of your marriage. This is our pro tip. Make your spouse look good when they're not around. Is that a good pro tip? I think it's a great pro tip. We could have so many pro tips. Well, we've been giving so many pro yeah. tips. <laughs> but make your partner look and feel good when they're not around. 
can I change that to when they're not around and when they are around? Yes. Just any time. Is that too much? No, that's great. I'm going to accept and build on that. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Make your partner look good. Period. This was so fun. This is so fun. Oh my goodness. This was date night. Yeah, this is date night, by the way, you guys. I surprised her and just bombarded her with this interview. But I just want to share from personal experience again that play theory in a marriage setting is like miracle grow for your marriage. It is such a blessing. It is a safety net. It is uh, a multiplier. It is the the beautiful jet you hop in to fly to new vistas and amazing locations in your marriage. And I'm so grateful. I know I, I particularly scored when I married Aubria and I recognize that. And I'm just so grateful and wanted to bring her on because she is an expert. I consider her an expert in these things. And I hope you can feel the power of these concepts in a marriage or any relationship or in your dating, your courtship, whatever romantic interest you might have or just close connection you might have with somebody. These all apply and they're just so important. Anything else you want to share with the audience? Start small. Make a conscious choice to focus on one of these principles. A pro tip is a great one to start with, but just make a conscious effort to start with something small this week and just build on that. Don't feel overwhelmed by, oh, there are so many things I could apply in my marriage right now, or, oh, there's so many things my spouse could apply in our marriage right now, especially (laughs) don't do that. But just focus on one thing. Focus on yourself and what you can improve on and just take a step every day towards that and before it's just like climbing a mountain you'll be closer to the top than you were a few weeks ago which is what you want and as you do that you will also be lifting your partner at the same time and that is a very beautiful experience well be present let go and play don't sweat the small stuff accept your partner accept your spouse and build on them and look outward Make your partner look good in private and in public. Make them feel good. Compliment them. Validate them. And just thrive in your marriage. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. As always, remember that life, life is, is a, a team sport. No, happiness yeah. is a skill. <laughs> Take two. Remember that happiness, happiness is, is a skill and life is a team sport. sport. Catch you next week. You gotta say it with me. One, two, three. Catch Catch you next week. week. I was gonna say, see you next week. Hey, psst. I just wanted to remind you about this special offer we have. And Aubrey and I, after seeing the impact of play theory in our marriage, we just wanted to share it with other people and so we're cooking up something very special whether you're engaged newly married or you're just wanting to take things to the next level we have a very cool marriage playbook experience that we are putting together i'm so excited for this and i cannot wait to uh, build something with you and help you take your relationship to the next level so that is all you're amazing you're beautiful we love you go team happiness